EcoTalks, your weekly rendezvous to talk about all things climate, nature, and the environment. Located in the heart of the capital's business district and surrounded by modern buildings, Kirchberg Central Park can be considered a neighborhood's green lungs and supports a rich variety of plant and animal species. Designed as a park for leisure and recreation for users of the sporting and educational facilities nearby, this public park comprises wide expanses of meadows, partly shaded by lines of trees, a playground and a cafe. It was here that I met Jennifer Feschak and Kriti Agarwal, who told me about the Nature Ed project, their personal interests, motivations, and the connection they're trying to revive between people, especially students and young generations, and biodiversity. So here we are in Kirchberg Park. Just behind us we have a hill that kind of blocks some of the wind and there's lots of biodiversity all around us. And we are working on this plot in partnership with the Musée d'Histoire Naturelle who have taken over this triangle-shaped part of land as part of an arboretum experiment. And they've planted a variety of different kinds of trees and bushes and plants. I believe the project is in order to see what types of trees and species of trees can survive the Luxembourg mm -hmm. climate. So we kind of joined a partnership with them and Von Kirchberg, who owns the land, to develop the Nature Ed project. On this site, we are designing outdoor classrooms where students can come with their teachers and can learn about all kinds of plants that are uh, here, learn about other biodiversity like lichens, pollinators on the site, see it you know, firsthand and then experience all the biodiversity uh, existing here. The Nature Project in Luxembourg City is designed to build a community space and create the opportunity for the public to connect with the outdoors right in the middle of the highly urbanized area of Kirchberg. Kriti Agarwal shares her personal motivation to help turn the nature idea and project into reality. I'm an architect uh, by profession and also doing a course, a certificate course with the university on sustainability. It's a topic that's very close to me. I want to build spaces with more and more natural material without harming the land or the plants and biodiversity. That's my personal motivation and I think this project is giving me an opportunity to work with that principle. Jennifer Feschak and Kriti Agarwal gave me a tour of the site, outlined the biological diversity present locally, and presented their plan to create outdoor classroom activities using natural materials that easily blend in. So here we are at belt number one, where we've set up about 20 or so, 25 logs, chunks of like stumps in a circle formation with a couple of stumps in the center. And the idea really is that it's a discussion circle. So students, teachers, even nearby companies that want to have team meetings. It's really kind of to be a space, an inviting space for people to come and use. So yeah, the reason we are using tree logs here because it's a public space, it's better to, you know, put something which doesn't require as much of uh, long-term maintenance. So yeah, that's why we are using it and these are super comfortable to sit on. 
you could see each one of these logs as a gathering place for different types of insects. Wood eventually will decay and it actually provides habitat for lots of different kinds of insects. So it was sort of a, the, the, the idea of providing a gathering space for us to come and sit on, you know, pull up, a, pull up a log and sit down and have a chat or learn something about the biodiversity, but then also creating habitat for, for certain insects. And, you know, the idea hopefully is that as these logs settle into the ground, the grass will grow in around them and they'll kind of become part of the landscape, just as a real tree would. Let's discover together what an insect hotel does and find out which kind of materials are necessary in order to build one. Tell us what you're doing. So I'm just adjusting, we've got an insect hotel here that was built by a student from the European school as part of the Nature Ed project. So an insect hotel essentially is, if you've never heard of it before, the idea is that you put a small structure together with various small natural items. What do you have inside? What can we see inside? Oh yeah, we, we see some uh, acorns, some pine cones, uh, some branches inside, and just some dry kind of leaves and flowers in this. We do find these things in the market, but yeah, I mean, here we have just used the natural materials that uh, one could find, on, you know, in their gardens on the site. And yeah, it's a very easy design to execute. One can actually design it with different sizes, something that can hang from trees as well. The good thing when you're designing an insect hotel that you want to keep in mind is you want to have different sizes of materials that you put inside and you want them to have spaces in between. So sometimes you can get bamboo sticks that are hollow in the inside. This is a really good one for insect hotels mm -hmm. because the bees can kind of go inside like the little tubes. And acorns are really nice because there's lots of air pockets in there. So you want it to be snug, but you also want there to be space in there so that they, the insects and the, and the eggs have kind of these nice corners that they can settle in. Why do you think it's important for kids at an early age to already start thinking about biodiversity and uh, trying to be more conscious about these topics as well? The general connect with the nature is really away you know from the young kids these days so it's always good to kind of bring them back to this side of the reality there is a lot that uh, luxembourg and uh, space like ishbuk has to offer and it's great if they can come out sit out and they'll they'll they can experience it firsthand have you been here to see how people interact with the place we put the logs up in january so it was snowing actually the day that we came here and set up the logs. There was snow on the ground, so we were digging through the snow, which was very rare for Luxembourg. Exactly, so yeah. we were kind of laughing at ourselves because only the crazy people would dig logs into the ground in the snow. But we did it and we actually had a really great time doing it. The pictures that we have really show the snow around the circle that we had done to set it up. It was an experience. It was really fun and it was good to get kids involved as well and see them actually having you know fun on the snow and the logs and as the weather starts changing and outdoors you know becomes a little bit more accessible we're hoping that we can start to see the first belt being used because one of our members is a teacher at hoping to get her actually coordinating some outdoor classroom lessons another facet of nature ed which we didn't talk about yet is the didactic tools so the lesson plans alongside the actual physical installation of the site, we've also compiled various lessons that the teachers can use in order to use the space. So these are different types of lessons where the children would be integrating 
the biodiversity around them into some kind of a lesson. So most of these lessons are geared for primary school level, but there are a few that you can expand it and progress it a little bit into S1 up to S4. You know, just to give you an idea, we have one where it's about learning about the pollinators. So the students would walk up and down the rows and try and see what they can inspect using a magnifying glass of so different types of insects or identifying different types of flowers and plants that they see and then come together in the clustered group and analyze and have a discussion about what kinds of relationships these pollinators have with the flowers. Jennifer Feschak explains what biodiversity really is and highlight its importance for people, communities and the lifestyles they lead. We can define biodiversity as the variety of plant and animal life on Earth. When we talk about biodiversity and its loss, what we're talking about is the measure of variation of genetic species at the ecosystem level. It becomes important when you talk about biodiversity loss because of how connected it is to everything that we do and everything that we eat and everything that we need in our lives to survive. Biodiversity helps protect the soil, retains air pollutants, makes the city's urban climate more pleasant and enhances the quality of life. Urban biodiversity is the sign of a healthy environment and should be preserved and nurtured. And actually when we first started the project, uh, one of our original ideas for biodiversity was to come in and start planting things because we thought, oh, well we need more biodiversity so we should plant things. But actually it was Tilly from the Natural History Museum who said that there is actually quite a lot of biodiversity already existing on this site. And if you look around, you know, it's not, something that would naturally catch your eye, but there is quite a lot of biodiversity. We don't really need more planting. What we need is people to just be more aware of what's already out there and connecting with the biodiversity that's already there. He really was promoting us to go towards this educational route. But what should the future bring for the Nature Aid project? Jennifer Fischab shares her vision and hope. Yeah, so the dream for me for Nature Ed is I would love to see this as some sort of association or like ASBEAD. What we do is we set up outdoor classrooms for different types of educational institutions. There is a market for setting up these outdoor spaces for students to gather, bring the curriculum outside and connect our kids to the outdoors more on a regular basis, not just sort of in a leisure setting, but also in an education and learning setting. A living lab essentially is what we're trying to do, a living learning lab so that students connect with the outdoors. Despite its limited size, Luxembourg has a range of biodiversity and different types of landscapes owing to a substantial degree of geological and microclimate diversity. The main factors in the deterioration of the natural environment are habitat loss and degradation, landscape fragmentation, invasive alien species and climate change. According to a 2020 environmental performance report published by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, biodiversity in Luxembourg has been in decline for more than 40 years.